0: Hey there, everybody. This is your boy, Theka Jones, and I'm here to tell you one thing. April 27th, 2019 is going to be the best day ever. 242 Creative and Offbeat are going to throw the best day party you've ever experienced, and we're inviting you to come on out. Bottomless mimosas, fried catfish with grits, and of course, we have Mississippi's best DJ, DJ Young Venom, providing the vibes. Tickets available on Eventbrite. Just search Best Day Ever, and you can also purchase them through our Facebook and Instagram pages at Best Day Ever MS. Let's have the best day ever, y'all.
1: Hey hairs. I'm back. <laughs> so um, before we get to episode sorry I just want to kind of talk about my weekend. Um, Friday I had ladies night at Cultivation Hall. So I went to my favorite restaurant there. I think it's pronounced Feet Off Feet. I think that's correct. Um, Yeah, so I got the gumbo there. It was really good. Um, We went to the bar. They had happy hour there, but I was not very happy with the amount of liquor I got. (laughs) So I really wish it would have been more. I just feel like it was one of those situations where they kind of, like, measured the alcohol using, like, a cap and then put it in there, like, this cool cup and then put a lime on it. And they're like, hey, like, this is a double. And I'm like... I, where's the rest of my alcohol and they're like oh it's like pure tequila like is this is gonna be great and I'm like where's the rest of my alcohol at? so um, I did that Friday night and it was supposed to only be like a couple of hours I was there like so long and then I had to wake up early in the morning to work the health fair at my child's daycare so um, I didn't specify what I wanted to do they kind of like just um, I was like, yeah, I'll be there before it starts. They put me in the kitchen. I had to do like, um, vegetable kebabs. And I'm like, you want to put me in the kitchen? Like, this is, just, this is just not my place. I had to like chop them and like put them on a little stick and I kept stabbing myself. So that was a really awesome experience. Um, I forgot, I totally forgot to tell y'all about that, but just know, uh, the vegetables were good according to everyone. They were like grilled and baked. Um, and, uh, we had a really good time there. So that was cool. And um, so I'll let my guest go ahead and introduce her herself. I've known her for a while. <laughs> Do you want to say hey to everyone? Hi, everyone. <laughs> Do you want to um, let them
0: know your name and uh, where you're from? My name is Heather Wilcox, and uh-huh. I'm originally from Topeka, Kansas, born and raised. And I've been in Jackson roughly 10 years now, and okay. we live in South Jackson.
1: Okay, so... um. If I'm correct, I feel like I am. You moved to Jackson to attend the program we met each other in, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. We both have our master's in urban and regional planning. And before we got started, I had to get her permission first. <laughs> I want to say, like, one of my memorable moments in the program. Um, we were in a design class. I don't remember the assignment, but I just remember uh, this was the time when they were renovating King Edward. Mm-hmm. And I remember you saying... And I think you had a visual for it as well, right?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Saying that the King Edward should have a crown. (laughs) So it was like one of the moments seeming in history, and it seems like you still agree.
0: I (laughs) do agree. I think it should have a blinged-out crown with maybe some red and blue jewels. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, so you guys
1: still have time. And if you ever do it, just make sure you pay Heather for it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I just want to say that I felt that – you know, I do take my podcast seriously. People may not think that, but I do. Um, I like to have my friends give me their feedback. I listen to the episodes at times. So I knew pretty early on that my podcast was a little heavy in the Bellhaven, Fondren situation. You know, forest, where I stay, uh, some of the recommendations. And I have to be honest, like those are my favorite neighborhoods. And not for, I guess, the reasons most people would think. Um, One of them is sidewalks. That's very important for me. I love sidewalks because I like walking to places. Um, That's normal um, for me. And like the historic part of it, like it reminds me of, like, uptown New Orleans. So I'm like, this reminds me of home, so this is kind of where I want to live. But that kind of paints the picture to transplants, like, um, these are the only neighborhoods you should stay in. These are, are the only neighborhoods for us, like, things to do and places to go and places to eat. Like, it's only in Bellhaven and Fondren. And, you know, I share my podcast not with just, you know, my friends locally, but I share it with my families and friends who are not in Mississippi. So I don't want them to be like, hey— uh, if we go to Jackson, we can only go to these neighborhoods, or if I visit Jackson, like, this is all, so I I started thinking about the people um, I can bring on who could talk about West and South Jackson, and I was like, you know, you came up immediately, so I was like, um, you know, Heather can talk to us a little bit about West Jackson, um, her job, what she does in West Jackson, maybe some of the accomplishments, um, Well, let's start there first.
0: (laughs) So, uh, well, my current title is Director of Community Engagement at Jackson State University. And I've been serving in that role really for about six months. But I've been working in community engagement, um, that department, for about eight or nine years. I started off as an intern and kind of worked my way up. And so really what that department tries to do is focus on the one mile radius of Jackson State University. So JSU is in West Jackson. Yeah. And there it's right in the middle of several neighborhoods. So there's about 15 neighborhoods around the university co- compromising about 13,000 residents. And um, how can we be a better neighbor, how can we help with the neighborhood development, and just be um, a good partner with the communities that surround Jackson State. So that's kind of really the overarching goal of the community engagement department. So that can really mean several different things, um, but our department really has been good at community engagement and doing small-scale developments. So um, in the past few years, we've been able to build five little free lives. Libraries in West Jackson. Before that time, roughly two years ago, there was zero. Little Free Libraries in West Jackson. So through that program, we've been able to give around 5,000 books um, to the community, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have transformed um, two of the vacant lots that the university owns into usable space, um, which is known as the Blackburn Learning Garden. And so the garden finds itself in University Park neighborhood, but it's adjacent to Blackburn Middle School, which is basically on Jackson State's campus. And um, last um, December, the students grew uh, collard greens and mustard greens. And we was like, well, what do you guys want to do with the vegetables? And they said they wanted to have a greens cook-off. Oh wow. And so in December we had grandmas and grandsons and moms and daughters all cooking pots of greens in the school. And so we had different chefs come in and different celebrity hosts come in and judge the greens. And they've won first second and third prize and it was really awesome and so now they're growing vegetables for the spring harvest and they're gonna have a student-led farmers market in May so we're excited about that and so we've gotten some funds small grants here and there to help with that project Uh, we've also been um, successful at kind of um, giving access to fresh fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. um, through our crop drop program which is an event that we hold biannually where we give out 20,000 pounds of sweet potatoes and watermelons to the community for free. And that's a program partnering with the Society of St. Andrew, and they glean across the state of Mississippi. And any excess crops from farmers, they can donate to us. And then our students will, you know, bag the potatoes and pass out the watermelons, and the community just comes out and gets those fresh fruits and vegetables for free. It's it's an amazing event because because you can just see the need in the community and the community always talks about not having a lot of access to fresh fruits and vegetables as well as being a food desert and one grocery store etc cetera, etc cetera. so um it really becomes like this drive-through sweet potato line yeah and yeah. it's really awesome we have about a thousand community residents come out each time so until we run out um, another project we were successful at and are currently still working on is the Mount Olive Cemetery yeah, Project. Yeah. Um, and it's where we kind of didn't know a lot about the cemetery that's on Lynch Street, which is a main thoroughfare to actually leading up to Jackson State Campus, Jackson State University's campus. And it's on this historic corridor, the Lynch Street Corridor. And so over the past two years, um, our department has researched and documented everyone that's buried in the cemetery. And then we published the research book of everyone that's buried there and all the findings from it. You're able to really tell the cultural and heritage of African-Americans in West Jackson through that research. Um, The cemetery was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 2017. And we believe the cemetery holds the first African-American statues built in our state. Um, That is of Jim Hill and Ida Revels Redmond. And we preserve those statues. And over the past couple of months or so, We have seen visitors come, take pictures, and tour the cemetery, and so um, we're proud of that work, and we're proud that we're going to continue those preservation efforts on that corridor. We also run the West Jackson blog, which is a positive news outlet for West Jackson. Um, Sometimes we don't hear about all the positive things happening in our community, but I can tell you there's many, many stories that go untold um, on the nightly news um, and other media outlets. And so the West Jackson blog is really the voice of the community. And so we're able to tell those stories. And so, Um, Those are just some of the highlights that our office works on. We also um, own property in the community, and Mm -hmm. we got legislation to pass um, a bill recently that we'll be able to sell the property to the community um, at an equitable price. So it's 134 pieces of land that we're getting ready to basically offload and um, sell to the community, and hopefully they'll be able to take those properties on and, um, you know, add on to their properties and use them for um, spaces that they could, you know, um, use them for. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sounds like I need to um, check my piggy bank. <laughs>
0: uh, we're, we're in negotiations now, but um, I think we're going to sell them at a really, really reasonable price that the community can afford and we're excited about the project because it really will benefit the community and um it's just a way for us to do more and be a better neighbor for for the community that surrounds Jackson State
1: yeah yeah that's pretty awesome so we're gonna take a break right here tired of your coworkers' repetitive microaggressions constantly being asked if you date outside your race tired of brothers asking for the hookup Token Talk Podcast is a collective of perspectives from a token variety. I'm Darius Williams. I'm Thomas Price. And I'm John Spann. We are Token Talk Podcast. Listen to us bi-weekly on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Token Talk Podcast.
0: Like, subscribe, and listen now.
1: Okay, so I was, you know... I just asked you if it was okay to talk a little bit, because I know it can be kind of um, controversial sometimes. So like I said, I I feel like I have a general knowledge just from us being in a planning program about pretty much all of Jackson, just general. But I'm still like on the outside. Um, I don't particularly, like I don't work or like live there. We own some property there. My child goes to um, school in West Jackson. Uh, I went to Jackson State, you know, undergrad, but even when I was there, I was there, but, like, not there, like, not part of the community. Um, So, I mean, why why do you think it's that way? I have, um, I guess, my idea of why it's like that, but want to hear a little bit more from you.
0: Well, I'll just first start off by saying I think one of the biggest assets in West Jackson is its history. Um, you know, Jackson State moved to its current location in 1903 and Washington Edition, also known as Gowdy, um, Mississippi, um, was formed during that time period. wait, wait. wait. Mm-hmm. That was a different city. It was. It was. It was incorporated (laughs) into the city of Jackson, Uh and it had its um, its own postal address and postal services. Maybe
1: I don't know anything about (laughs) West Jackson,
0: but go ahead. So it was one of the first African American communities built after emancipation, and um, you know the labor was built by the people that lived there, and um, not only did they live in the community, but then their children would go to Jackson State, and basically it was a emergence of Jackson State and Washington Edition, and they kind of flourished mm-hmm. and grew and grew and grew. I, I will say that West Jackson, and South Jackson, too, have some
1: of the best homes.
0: Yes, they're very, they're bungalows, yeah. they're Cape Cod style, yeah. they're very historic in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, the craftsmen, they're beautiful. Yeah. And even the shotgun style homes, um, if they're done right and, you know, they're upkept, they're just beautiful places and spaces. And so, um, you know, as uh, urbanization happened and um, before suburbanization happened, everything north of Lynch Street was basically the color line. And so, um, you know, that's where the white folks lived. And then um, south of Lynch Street is where African-Americans lived and then um after and during um integration and the school integration and um what we see is what we know is white flight begin yeah. to happen. And then middle-class black flight happened right. basically as a result of those things, we have seen a decrease in population mm-hmm. as well as home ownership. Right. And what we see now in 2019 is that 40% of our housing stock is vacant, mm. um, That's which is, it's huge yeah. and it creates, um, Spaces where people have lived for many, many years, generations, and they find themselves maybe the only two houses on a block mm-hmm. um, and everyone else on the block is either gone, vacant, or it's an overgrown lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then it's a lot of people who own the homes are elderly. And so not only are they maybe having issues with their home and up maintenance of it, it's really not up to them to maintain the rest of their block. They, right. they can't do it. And so with that, as well as what the census data is telling us and the future projections, investment has become an issue. And then even with homeowners being able to get loans on their home, um, some would say that they're upside down or they're not going to get their ROI on their home. And so even getting a small loan to re- repair the roof or the foundation, those are things that the homeowners are struggling with, so mm-hmm. even if they're trying to maintain their home um, and then invest in it to to maintain the integrity of their home, getting a, even a five to ten thousand dollar loan seems unattainable. Yeah, and so those are some of the issues that has arisen over the past twenty or thirty years. Mm-hmm. And And um, I think that's why we see the current conditions that Mm -hmm. we we currently have. And um, it's really hard to kind of mitigate that 40 percent vacancy rate, Mm -hmm. um, especially when you're of a certain age. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's, I think, a a big issue um, for our community residents. And and just having banks invest, investors invest, yeah. and want to do more than the low-income housing developments. Right. They, I mean, we haven't had um, fair market housing developments since probably the 50s or 60s. Wow. So it's been a while, and um, those are some of the issues that our community faces. Yeah. But I think, uh, again, going back to the history of our community, I think that's the the creative placemaking that's authentic to who they are. And anytime I talk with residents, that's what they're talking about. I mean, they talk about many things, but having their, their grandmother's story told Um, You know, James Meredith used to live in our neighborhood. Megar Evers was on Lynch Street. His uh, office was in the Masonic Temple. Mm -hmm. Um, The NAACP headquarters are there. Um, Civil rights activism happened all throughout West Jackson. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're less known because, of course, you couldn't tell those things during that time period. If you were sheltering someone, it was very dangerous for you to be known. So those stories come out if you live in the neighborhood, if you know the people that's on your block that did these things but to the masses it's unknown and so those are the types of things that we've been losing Mm -hmm. due to um you know disinvestment
1: yeah Yeah, and that's to me that's equally important because like I said I know there's a lot you know I don't know or whatever but then even people who are from here that they don't know either so I guess like how can we be more involved in the process or how can we make sure that those stories are heard, that we participate? Like I said, my my kids in school in West Jackson, we own property in West Jackson. We were looking to like own a home there, but like the challenge for me was that I have this really nice home, of course. But then, like I said, normal things like a sidewalk or like walking or having stuff like amenities in my neighborhood was a challenge for me because I did stay on Jackson State campus one time. Um, Well, not one time. I stayed there for like a couple of years. Um, Like I moved, I might have stayed in like North Jackson, I think, or Bellhaven. but I stayed at one university place one time. And I was super excited because I was like, this is a brand-new apartment. There's not many brand-new apartments in Jackson that's affordable at that particular time. But then I find myself, like, always having to get into the car to do stuff. And that was really hard for me because that's not just – it's like I want to be able to walk places. So, I mean, like, how – I don't know if it's um a simple answer, but how do we start – you know, focusing
0: on. <laughs> well, I think another biggest asset to West West Jackson is the proximity to downtown Jackson. Yeah, that's true. We literally that's are maybe true. a two to five minute walk to yeah. downtown Jackson, and so um, with the economic. Um, Investments in that area mm-hmm. and the restaurants and the things to do. Yeah. I think um, that could be another selling piece right. to why you would want to live in West right. Jackson. So we have these beautiful historic homes. Yeah. We're in close proximity to downtown Jackson. And then really, if you think about it, Jackson State University really does serve as an amenity for right. many things that you can do. We have a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Um you know, which is hard to find. Yeah. Um, we have a theater, yeah. which is not hard. It, it's hard to find in Jackson. Yeah. And that
1: was one thing I did say like, for is my gym membership, I can walk down the street. You have a gym membership. <laughs> when I was exactly. There, yeah. You have
0: a beautiful plaza there yeah. that's walkable. You can wire your bike, you can walk your dog. Yeah. Um, you also have all of our departments typically have some type of community engagement. So, okay. our dance ensemble, they have like African drum dancing, and you could come as a community participant. And participate in those dance classes, um, as well as different, you know, genres of things happening throughout. If it's violin or uh, mad drama, or even if you wanted to get involved with horticulture. All of those things can be seen as amenity from Jackson State University standpoint because there is this um, want and desire to assist um, with those who want to get involved with those types of things. So I think, you know, there's pros and cons to every neighborhood, but Mm -hmm. we really do see Jackson State as a a community amenity as well as, um, you know, a place where community residents can come and feel like they can be safe and walk and 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 participate in yeah. some of those things that we offer.
1: Yeah. Um, feeling safe. That's a good kind of segue into what I was going to say. Um, my grandparents stayed f- with me for a week in January and you know, like most older people, they like to watch the news. <laughs> and I remember them, I'm, I'm not sure what was the news story that he heard about the zoo, but he was like, is the zoo dangerous or something from the news? And mm-hmm. I was just thinking that one news story, you know, from someone who's not from here, who's visiting and that paints the picture of West Jackson. I'm fortunately, because you know I remember hearing someone make a comment about it about like West Jackson or downtown about like how dangerous it is, and I'm like, I drive through here every day, <laughs> like, that's oh yeah, and I think sometimes people mistake vacancy. For like danger, automatically they figure it just because something is vacant on Capitol Street that automatically means you can be carjacked or something, and that's not the case. So, I do think part of it is just I don't know if it's a situation where we don't know or just that like the media likes to highlight the opposite when it comes to like West Jackson because I don't feel like that happens, you know, in Bellhaven and Fondren. Because, I mean, at one time there was like going on the spree, breaking everybody's cars. And I just don't recall that. Like yes. the news. Mashed potatoes make the news, but <laughs> like crime, I don't really feel like the crime that we encounter that's like on that next door app is like on the news too. But yeah. then, like, in West Jackson, it's it, like, oh, my gosh, I can't go to the zoo because, like, a stray bullet is going to hit me. <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it, it's, it's, you know, well, that's why we think the West Jackson blog is important. But I would like to say the cooperative community of New West Jackson, which is near the zoo, is doing some amazing work. And they actually have an Airbnb, and their Airbnb um, is being featured out of, like, the whole world as a super host and so yeah Nia, I, I remember can, seeing that video yes and so that wasn't on maybe like the local news but it is something that we're getting national attention for yeah. that is where it's being sold out every single night yeah. and it's bringing in revenue to that community and, and not they're just safe. Like-
1: people in the U.S. This is like international. This is people coming from all over the world to stay in West Jackson.
0: Exactly, exactly. And so um, I think that's a great highlight and those are just some of the untold stories that don't get on the nightly news, um, unfortunately. But I think those are the stories we have to tell that really paints the narrative of West Jackson. Okay, okay,
1: good. And I think I have to do my part as well. Making sure that that information goes out too. So, um, usually I ask um, like our guests to give advice or you know places to go or things to do. I asked you for a list specifically for West Jackson. So should we go ahead and go through our list? Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay, so what's first?
0: So I I would say Stamp Super Burger is okay. definitely a must um, to go eat at. Um, I would definitely say Valley's Fish House um, is definitely a must. Uh, the Green Light Inn is also a must. Green? What's the Green Light Inn? It's a, it's a historic restaurant that's been in the community a very, very, very long time. It's on winter street oh i don't know this one it's southern food um okay. greens and fried chicken and uh candied yam so um go there as well as um eddie and ruby's uh, boston fish supreme i have been there to their yeah. new location yes and yeah. it's, it's doing really well yeah i would say you know uh if you're coming for some experience Mm -hmm. don't have expectations but (laughs) the food is amazing so
1: we've had a conversation i'm gonna say it (laughs) so you don't about some places in jackson where like you might have a really like it's like aesthetically pleasing but like the food Maybe like subpar, but then there's a place where you're like, okay, this place looks sketchy or questionable, but then the food's great.
0: (laughs) So and then that's that is West Jackson. I mean, that is who we are. That's who they've been for a very long time. They're comfortable in their one room kind of come in and get my fish plate and leave type environment. Yeah, and it's okay to be like that. That's you know who we are. You're gonna get some of the best food um, that way, and so. Um, those are just some of the restaurants we would recommend. I just want to
1: say not only are you going to get some of the best food but you're going to smell like some of the best food upon exiting.
0: (laughs) Yes you will yes you will but you're going to have some of those authentic encounters and you know walking away with a smile.
1: Yeah. Yeah So I have to also go like Melvin is making me go on I feel like a food or maybe a bar tour and Martin's is another place he brings up a lot
0: yeah so. <laughs> that's far far that's north towards the county uh the clinton line yeah. so that's, that's a little is bit... that west jackson way down that way yeah it's west jackson but that, that's not who are drawing these we don't
1: want to go there <laughs> clinton shouldn't be one sh- like all of clinton are just like a f- fragment okay
0: <laughs> okay And then we have a bowling uh, alley uh, in our neighborhood, which is very fun. We've been to several times. Okay, Um, and those are just some of the things you can go to. Of course, you mentioned the Jackson Zoo, yeah, uh, which has a a train and a a carousel and a lake. Yeah, hopefully more amenities will come that way. Yeah,
1: we make sure to go at least once a year. Mm -hmm. I know Melvin definitely does like a field trip to the zoo every, and I feel like every time he does it, I'm like not in town. Well, all your field trips. I'm never in town for any of your field trips. So you need to get your schedule together. (laughs) Make sure I'm here. Um,
0: Yeah. So, okay. To Zoom and then all the historic sites that's in yeah. the neighborhood in the community. I mean, there's a civil rights walking and driving store okay. that, um, you could see, um, the whole Lynch street corridor again, um, where, a mega professional processional was held. His offices mm-hmm. were, were the co building where Ann Moody worked out of. And of course the tragedy that happened on our campus in right. front of Alexander hall, air hall is the mm-hmm. oldest building on our campus. Um, um, still standing since 1903. Yeah, we also have art galleries yeah. and and art exhibitions all the time happening. Yeah, um, so that's always fun. Especially during homecoming is yeah. amazing time. If you've never been on our campus during homecom homecoming in October, yeah, it's like thirty thousand people on this huge plaza.
1: I, I always have to work, and especially I think there was like a day party or something that last year and I just need to make sure I'm off for it because this is a very important (laughs) event Yeah. festivities and it's educational so maybe I can get off like that (laughs) exactly
0: say you're doing some type of
1: research exactly
0: hbcus yeah
1: (laughs) so um also
0: you have the dancing dolls oh yeah the the dance house uh factory yes that's on ellis avenue you see several people stopping and taking pictures um there there are a hit show called bring it yes um on what network is that it's on lifetime lifetime yes so that's That's awesome. We hear, we get calls all the time about wanting to come visit that place. So that's fun. And then, of course, we have our Sonic Boom of the South, which is a big, big generator and excitement. That's our marching band on campus. Since
1: you're on campus, can I ask you a
0: question? Yes.
1: Do you ever get tired of hearing get ready? No. I know you do.
0: (laughs) I know you do. But see, see on our the thing I do get a little annoyed about is they play that song on the hold button um on oh, your do they? on their voicemail. Oh, no. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, can not we just have some other songs yeah, too? Yeah, Um but when they're live, no, I,
1: I don't get tired of it. I either. could not imagine like yeah. being on campus, first of all, you know, them playing it at every event, but then on hold as well. Yes.
0: on hold on the machine it sounds good the first time but then when you're (laughs) on hold a couple of different times you're like okay (laughs) well
1: (laughs) so um yeah so I want to thank you for doing this for me like I said I want to make sure I'm able to highlight other places in Jackson not just the quote-unquote cool neighborhoods. So um, where can everyone, I'm not sure if you want them following you per se, but maybe like all the other initiatives and stuff you have going on, where can people keep up with that or keep abreast of those things?
0: Well, um, our blog is the West Jackson uh, blog, which is west w e s t j x n dot com. Okay, so you can follow that. We're on Facebook and Twitter there, um, and our office is. Um jsumsedu slash community engagement slash <laughs> center for university-based development um and you'll be able to find us there and um my number is 979 okay
1: like we getting phone numbers this is like the first time ever we'll pay like a phone
0: number <laughs> i feel like <laughs> well that's for our older folks i know our young folks use the uh internet a lot yeah but i mean are the older folks listening to podcasts maybe not maybe. but I don't so. know. (laughs) Every time I tell my grandmother, I'm like,
1: okay, I'm going to call you later. I'm about to record my podcast. She just laughs because she doesn't like, I'm like, it's like a radio show, but like record it. Mm-hmm. you know i don't know anyway <laughs> i want to give a shout out to small world studio for my music and two for two for recording this podcast and make sure you check them out for your videography and like photography needs um i have merch so make sure you click the link um in my show notes and buy a t-shirt sweatshirt mug tote onesie like we have it all. Um, make sure you follow me at Jackson Transplants, spell J-X-M, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, make sure send me an email at Transplants at gmail.com. I only accept compliments. That's it. You can <laughs> tell me hello. I'm doing an awesome job. Maybe ask me a question or two. But, yeah, just positivity over here. So uh, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you haters later. Bye.